Ezekiel, of course, if you have your outline, you see where we're headed. Ezekiel 22, being an effective father, it seems like we have a a lot of uh, tough times being dads today. We don't have any shows anymore that show dads as uh, kind of like, remember the show Father Knows Best, and uh, I remember watching that, and it seems like today Hollywood and the world wants to make fun of dads. We don't honor them and respect them. But a lot of times, a lot of dads have not given the proper role um, that dads need to give. Now, that's not always the case. A lot of times, a dad works behind the scenes tirelessly, uh, doing the things, taking, uh, working, and what have you. Uh, in today's world, uh, we have a lot of uh, fathers that are missing in action. We also have uh, a lot of fathers that are stepped up that uh, kind of like the Brad Paisley song, uh, the He Didn't Have to Be is the name of the song. And uh, I hope I'm as the kind of dad that he didn't have to be. And uh, I love the premise of that song because I've got a stepdad who didn't have to be a dad. And he was a good one uh, to me. Uh, Garvis is real quiet and laid back and easy going. Uh, uh, my mom is uh, uh, very uh, boisterous and whatnot. And, uh, and God matched them together. And they made a good pair. And so I hope and pray that if we have any dads that are missing in action, that you'll step up, stop missing out 
So many times we miss out and don't take advantage of what we need to do as dads. So let's take a peek at Ezekiel 22 and verse 30. Ezekiel 22. I sought for a man among them that should make up the hedge and stand in the gap before me for the land. That I should not destroy it, but I found none. Judah was about to be destroyed by the Babylonian Empire coming in from the north. Now, basically, God's saying this, and if you back up and read the other parts of the chapter, it says that the the priest and the preachers were preaching for gain. They were uh, the churches were going downhill. Nobody took a stand against sin. It says. Uh, if you back up the in verse 26, the priest have violated my law. And then it says in verse 26, look at the middle of verse 26 if you still have it open to Ezekiel 22. It says, they put no difference between the holy and the profane and have shewed the difference between the clean and unclean and then hid their eyes from my Sabbath. And I am, who's the I? Who's speaking first person here? God is. And he's saying, they have no respect for me. And folks, when you have no respect for God, you won't have any respect for dads anymore because God is the ultimate heavenly father. And if we don't respect God, we won't respect our own dads, our own fathers anymore. When will dads step up? So many of them are missing in action. There is, I mean, an, a proven fact throughout this world that so many moms bring kids to church and dads don't. Did you hear me, dads? It's a proven fact. Now, that's not always the case, but it is the majority of the time that moms will bring the kids to church. And uh, oh, some dads won't. And that's they need to be the spiritual leaders in the home. It's a proven fact in God's Word they need to be the spiritual leaders. God's seeking a man who will value his own family above his own selfish desires. I have heard it time and time again. I work 50, 60, 70, 80 hours a week. And if I've got any free time, I'm going to do what I want to do with my free time. Uh, that's called selfish. Selfishness. Yes, we've. I mean, I've done it. I've put in the 80-hour week at the sawmill. I've worked straight graveyard for years. And, and, and seven days a week, one year, never, seven days a week for a whole year, graveyard... But, I mean, work schedules, that's an excuse. Because you you do what people do. Folks, you cannot prove me wrong because I'm right on this. When you have your free time, you do what you want to do. You either give it to God or you don't. You give it to your family or you don't. But a lot of times we say, it's my free time and I put in all this work. I deserve to do what I want to do. That's why it says right here in this verse, I thought I'm looking for a man who will stand up and take a stand and stand in the gap. But what God say? 
I didn't find one. I didn't find one. They're not there. They're not there. I love the fact that that video had to do with little girls because little girls, again, proven fact, little girls will make better decisions in their life if they have a strong father figure in their life. If they're now not to say mom can't make up, I've seen a lot of strong moms, but it's a proven fact that girls will make a, and it's just something about it. Guys too, but the girls especially. And uh, will make better decisions if they have a strong father. Oh, by the way, that strong father figure doesn't have to be the biological father. I can, I can preach on this because I've been there done all this. I grew up in the broken homes. I know about it. I know about the steps and the ins and the outs and the, the wrestling and the tasseling and all the things that go with it. I know. We need, and I had strong father figures, but it wasn't from my, at first from my biological father. He's a great state trooper and a really good guy, but not the role model that he should have been. The drinking, no, it, you can't open up the refrigerator without seeing all the beer. That. That, uh, that does not harmonize with Christian influence, by the way. <laughs> and so, there was not, there was inconsistency all over the place. Good, you can be good people, but not a Christian influence, and there's a difference. But good doesn't always equal best or God's will. Good, according to the world, by the way, is bad in God's book. You say, I'm a good person, not according to the Lord. Well, anyway, how are you protecting your family and your kids? It says make up a hedge and it also stand in the gap. The only place in the King James Bible that you find the word gap is in this verse. What kind of influence are you? You cannot be an influence till you let go of pride. Humble yourself before Almighty God, your wife and your kids, and say, I have been missing and I'm sick and tired of missing out on taking my kids and showing them, and you know, and I was, I had this thing, you know, planned out, and it seemed like, and I, I asked four different families, and they were all going to be gone today. Maybe I didn't ask the right ones. And, uh, but anyway, in the Family Life Center, and I was going to do another Father's Day deal over there, but we just come in from church camp, we're leaving to go to the ABA meeting tomorrow, and it's just too much to just piling up, piling up. So I said, well, we'll just have church like we normally do over here. And, you know, and basically, just let me tell you what I was going to do. And I was going to have a, I, I said, uh, I asked one family, I said, can you come to church and, uh, and, uh, after Sunday school, I want you to change in the clothes like you've been camping or hiking. And we were going to have a pup tent set up and a fake campfire and all this. And folks, I believe that even if you take your kids camping, even if you're gone on vacation on a Sunday, let me ask you this, can you, Find a Bible somewhere on your camping trip, wherever a Bible may be, and uh, just say, you know, and sitting in lawn chairs around the campfire making s'mores, and say, <clears throat> and your kids are off in the fishing or fishing poles or whatever, and you're sitting in a boat with your kids. Can you be a father, be the man of the house, and say, I'm going to bring God on my vacation, I'm going to bring God on my camping trip, and we're going to have a three-minute devotion. 
while we're sitting around the campfire, talk about the Lord and the fishing trip. But some, so many times, dads won't be dads, fathers won't be fathers. There's, we go, we have a good time, but there's no Christian influence there. We don't break open the Word of God on the vacation. We don't break open the Word of God. We don't pray. We don't circle up and have prayer. Prayer's not included. It's not in the mix anywhere in your family, at your home. We come to church to get a one-hour dose of it, but it's not there. There's nobody standing in the gap. If Christ is not honored in the home, it don't matter how many times you come to church. Okay? I was going to have another scene, and I was going to have somebody throwing a you know, baseball or this or that, playing sports, and you can get down on your knees and pray and honor God in every part that you, whether, it, I mean, saying you got to be at church every time the doors are open, that's always good, but if you miss, don't do like Mary and Joseph when Jesus was at, was 12 years old, they left Jesus at church and was a day's journey gone before they realized they were missing Him. So many people treat Jesus that way. They come to church and they leave Him here. Take Jesus with you. Take Him with you. Bring Him open around the campfire. And when you're playing sports around the table, before you go to school, before you go to work, pray and talk with your kids, your family. Take Jesus with you. If He's not... If you do, if he never gets brought up at home and you come in saying, well, I've raised my kids for 15 years, but preacher, can you fix them in 30 minutes? Nope. I can't. I can't do it. And whenever you've been making, if there's no change, the old rule applies. If you always do, what you've always done, you're always going to get what you always got. Missing fathers. They're gone. The Bible says, before they, they, the Moses gave the law, there was just dads that were the spiritual priests. And in Job 1, that's the largest book in the Bible, Psalms, right before that. You have the the book of Job. In the very first chapter, Job 1, verse 5. Now this is the day before Moses and all the law and the Old Testament sacrifices. Notice this verse. And so it was, and it, or it was so, when the days that there were feasting of their feasting, were gone about that Job sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offering according to the number of them all. Talking about his sons and his daughters. Now, it says that in verse 2, Job had ten children, seven sons and three daughters. And it says, you know, I'm going to offer burnt offerings for my children. Now, in the Old Testament, they didn't know about Jesus yet, okay? And this was the day before Moses, so they didn't have the, the law. They just had the pattern that was passed down all the way from Adam and Eve and the sacrifice in the garden all the way down. And there were priests. They were priests after the order of Melchizedek. 
But basically this, every dad says, I'm going to intercede for my family. I'm going to be a priest, if you will, an intercessor for me and my family. And what does it say in verse 5? He offered burnt offerings according to all his kids, that it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God in their hearts. Thus did Job continually. Basically this, are you praying for every one of your kids? And then number two, are you in a position to pray for your family? Are you in a position to pray for your family? Lifting them up. And he did it for each of his kids. It's never too late to begin. I don't care how far you've gotten away from God. Folks, If the hardest step is, as they say, the first step. So many people rededicating their life to the Lord, trying to live for God, but they say, I just, I'll do it one day. That's the hardest step. Say, I'm sick and tired of this rat race and living life away from God. I want my family to be different. And so many times it takes the man, it takes the husband, it takes the father. Talk to your kids and your family about right and wrong. When there's sin, and so many times we bury our head in the sand. Well, we wonder about um, everything from alcohol and drugs. If your kids start messing up with alcohol and drugs, I guarantee you this. I, you know, it hadn't happened to my kids. If it does, I'm no better than you. You think, well, it happened to the preacher's kid and my kids get caught up in sin, mess up, make mistakes. They're no better. They're no different than any other kid. But my prayer is I hope that I can head that off. And if it doesn't, I'm going to scratch and claw and pray and beg. You know, I tell you, I was talking to a dad one time, and uh, one of the most addictive drugs out there that not <clears throat> that will totally ruin a person's thinking and change them forever is uh, the most common one out there: methamphetamines and meth. Ever just say, just a like meth? I mean, that's the uh, redneck cocaine. And uh, that's all the time. And I mean, we got it at Ashley County Ledger. Promised Land News, but what's on the front of the Ashley County Ledger? Oh, we just got a busted another meth lab. Hope nobody in this room's involved in any of that stuff. I'd be, I, I would, it wouldn't shock me in the least if there was somebody in this room being involved in it right now. Not, not in the least. But this is what I'm saying. I was talking to this dad. Son was caught up in that uh, lifestyle, and uh, he didn't know what to do. I said, "Well, I, I know what I'd do if I had four weeks vacation. Some, you know, some of y'all would get some really nice vacation at work out at the mill, and uh, that's great. I think you deserve it. And uh, school teachers get time off this. I said, I'd take every ounce of vacation sick leave I had, and I'd take and would just get away. Get away. My son, my daughter, my child, 
And if they're not worth that to you, your kids aren't worth much. If you, I will sacrifice anything if it means no matter what, I'd get them away from that lifestyle. Do anything I could to rescue them. I mean, if I had to hide in the middle of the South Pacific Islands where they couldn't get to anything but a coconut tree and we ate rice for three years, if they could get their body and their mind off that mess. You know, we just got back from church camp. And you know what the greatest blessings about church camp is? Is that you get away from the cotton-picking rat race of life. Get, I mean, if you have to change friends, change friends. If you have to change who you talk to, change who you talk to. But so many of us are not willing to make the sacrifice to save ourselves, much less our family. If you keep doing what you've always done, you're going to keep getting the same results. There's no change, no concern for my children are headed to hell, just like the dad in Luke 16. He had one son in hell and five on the way. Now there's a Father's Day message. One son's in hell and five are on the way. That's called the rich man was there and he said, Warn my five brothers lest they also come to this place of torment. But that's okay. My son knows how to catfish when there's no catfish in hell. Well, my son knows how to work hard. He can work hard in hell too. I mean, think about it. Great morals, great principles, great stuff, but where are they going to live forever? And if there's no difference at home, there won't be any difference. More than likely in the heart. The last verse is Joshua 24 that we read. <clears throat> I got a big confession to you. I remember uh, there was a, years ago, there was these ceramic things. That you would buy, they'd be unfinished. They look like plaster of Paris and all these different shapes. Some of you remember when that was real popular. And then you painted it. I mean, it could be in the shape of a bowl or an ornate 3D style plaque on the wall. And there'd be praying hands and different things. And it'd have a sign. And then you painted it and then you like shellacked it. Some of you have those things in your home. Used to be real popular. I remember all this unfinished white stuff. Grapes and fruit bowls and this, this and that. And there was this one that my mom did one time and it had these praying hands together. And it said this saying on there that I put in your bulletin. And I, and I swore up and down after I got saved, I said, that's a lie. Because it didn't happen with us, but we really didn't. The, and you know what it said? The family that prays together, what? Stays together. I said, that's a lie. Well, I was 11 years old. My prayer was, even though my dad had remarried at the time, my mom was dating somebody. But my, my parents weren't together, and I thought I prayed. I got saved at 10. But I didn't realize that's got to be consistency. As Brother Roy Chapman said one time, he said this, Consistency, thou art a jewel. 
But so many of us lack consistency in our Christian life. So many of us lack consistency. We talk the talk, but we don't walk the walk. Consistency, thou art a jewel. Start now. Let it begin now. Stop be stop missing in action. The, I mean, this verse, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The response of the people were the next verse, the people answered and said, God forbid that we should forsake the Lord to serve other gods, little g. Effective fathering. I'm not a perfect dad. But I have tried, I believe, my very best. I, have I made some mistakes? I have made a buku of them. And y'all all understand what a buku is. Man, a bunch of them. I am no different than any of you breathing right now. I'm a sinner saved by grace. How much... I ask you this. How much do you love your kids and your grandkids and look at your Heavenly Father? How much did he love you? does He love you? Enough to lay down His life for you. Can you change? Can you step up? Stand in the gap? Make a hedge of protection? I'm sick and tired of the school system or their friends who don't, are not living like Christians. I mean, we've got a bunch of great Christian teachers in our school system and administrators, but most of the time their hands are tied. They can only do so much. We come up here and drop off our, hopefully you don't, Drop them off, you bring them. And Sunday school teacher, get after it and teach them in 45 minutes the Word of God. It's got to be more than that. As we prepare for a hymn invitation, every head bowed and every eye closed. Just, I'm praying right now that, that you would just do what God wants you to do. Give God your life, your heart. Give God your family. Follow through. Step up. Stand in the gap. Make a hedge. Say, I'm willing to stop being selfish and I want to be what God wants me to be. Father, as I pray to you right now, I ask you for strength and for courage. I pray for our families because I know that if our church succeeds or fails, it will be because of our families. If our families are strong, our church will be strong. If our families are struggling, our church will struggle. Dear Lord, I pray for every home in here that's like the one I grew up in. That it's, uh, it may be broken, but dear Lord, you have the most awesome super glue in the world. And it's called forgiveness and restoration. And dear Lord, I don't care how much a family may be, uh, blended, 
Dear Lord, you are the God of a new beginning and a second chance. You are the God. And there may be moms in here that are fulfilling dad's roles. Dear Lord, I lift these moms up and I applaud them because they are fulfilling a role that they weren't, that they didn't ask for. They uh, would rather a Christ-like dad or father fill that role. But dear Lord, just like my single mom, I praise the Lord for her. And I praise the Lord for any single mom that steps up and does what you're leading them to do. Dear Lord, give us strength, give us courage, help us not to listen to the world anymore. In Jesus' name. Amen.